I V M. Here's your smart fact of the day. What is a unique selling proposition or a unique selling point? Now, this is a marketing statement that differentiates a product or a brand from its competitors. So, a USP, you know how we like jargon, a USP might be about the lowest cost, the highest quality, the most experienced, the first in the product class, or any other trait that differentiates that offering apart from the competition. Welcome to Smarter with Sid. And in today's episode, what I'm going to try and figure out is how we can use this specific marketing jargon to our advantage, especially if we are trying to build a brand for our startup or ourselves or for the place that we work for. Let's go. Now, here's the context on which I'm basing this specific episode. There was a friend of mine, I was going for a walk with him and we were talking about how he could potentially change his fortunes by doing some brand work, right? And uh, so I guess it was me giving him some consulting, but you know, in a friendly manner. And we were having this conversation and the question was, how do I position my brand differently or should I, you know, rebrand myself in a different way so that I can position myself? Now, the word positioning in marketing is what this gentleman was using. Positioning refers to the place that a brand occupies in the minds of the customers and how it's distinguished from the products. Now, you might ask me, hey, you started this episode by saying, what a unique selling proposition is and now you're telling me what positioning is and there doesn't seem to be too much of a difference and to be honest i hate these two terms usp unique selling proposition and positioning for the very reason that there is a bit of an overlap so you don't know when a marketing professional is using it and especially if you're new to marketing or if you're kind of averse of jargon what exactly is the difference between let's say value proposition and positioning to my mind this is what it is, right? The problem with the word positioning is that it comes from a very internal perspective. Like you might draw a chart or a diagram to understand, you know, on the high value, low cost, etc., etc. You might map out your competitors and you might position your product. It will look very pretty in a chart or a graph. Yeah. But practically speaking, sometimes it is not very useful to go beyond that. It allows you to have a perspective and it allows you to stimulate internal conversations, maybe between you and your partner or you and your colleagues or whatever your case might be. And I'm not limiting myself to startups or personal brands. I'm also talking about corporates. Positioning is a wonderful exercise to do if you are doing it from an internal perspective so that we get the overall picture. But after you do that, as Paul Walter used to say, when you reach the end of the bar, it's time to leave the pole in order for you to move to the other side, right? So leave the comfort of positioning and all those wonderful charts and graphs and ask yourself, what is your unique selling proposition? Now, the word selling proposition or selling point sounds very cheesy. In fact, what the I like to use, the word that I like to use is unique value proposition. So this allows us to actually identify the value that you probably bring to the table as a brand, now whether you're a startup or whether you are, you know, a well-established corporate or you're relaunching something or whatever it may be, and you're looking at the value that you're bringing to the table 
especially the value that can differentiate you from other competitors. Now, suddenly, the discussion is not about how, you know, you're doing from a mind perspective or what is it that we are trying to position and all of those words are gone. Now, you're suddenly looking at the intrinsic value. Now, mind you, the value need not only be about the features and functions of your product or service. It obviously can mean that the value can be, you know, mental. It can be emotional as well as physical. So it's like the experience that you get in a restaurant. That doesn't mean that the food is lousy, but the experience that you get in a restaurant is part of the value that the restaurant represents. Now, imagine that you're beginning to have a think about your own personal brand or imagine you're trying to figure out your startup and or you're trying to relaunch something in the corporate world. I would suggest after you do your positioning stuff for internal discussion, leave that aside and ask yourself what is the unique core value that your brand actually provides and look at all aspects of that value. Look at the emotional side, look at the rational side, look at the purpose side, look at every every aspect of value. And that is your proposition, to be honest, for your target segment, right? And you might have different conversations of whether the target segment is the right one and all of that, but I'm not getting into that in this episode. What I'm probably assuming is that you know who your target segment is or who your intended customers are. You are looking at the value, right? Try and write out what your value is in a way that is not in jargon speak or marketing speak, but genuine customer speak, which means that you are trying to explain what value you bring to the table to somebody who is potentially your customer. Now, for a B2B thing, it is your client, of course. And for a B2C thing, it is your customer. The principle is still the same. The principle is that unless and until we can articulate the value that we bring in a manner that can differentiate us, and the differentiation part is ridiculously important in, in such a scenario, we are going to be lost, right? Now, why do I say that the differentiation is ridiculously important? It is because when you're a startup or when you're relaunching something or when you're, you are perhaps not having any budget to grow the category you are built, you may not have the luxury to do this unless and until you're building a personal brand and you're connecting to a movement and stuff like that. So there has to be an element of how you can provide for the same need but in a superior fashion. So I'm thirsty but Coke is better than Pepsi or Pepsi is better than Coke or whatever because X, Y, Z, right? So I would certainly recommend us not to lose sight of all the alternatives rather than competition that the custom, your potential customer can avail of rather than what you can do. And make sure that you articulate it again, like, hey, you like Coke because it's got this wonderful taste that Pepsi's watery formula we may not have. Sorry, Pepsi, it's not nothing against you. I'm just trying to differentiate. When you are able to do this, at whatever level you're aspiring to, whether it's personal brand, whether it is, you know, uh, your startup or whether it is relaunching something in the corporate world, then you know what you're talking about. You've made it simple enough for a normal, intelligent customer to understand. That is when the success story of your marketing campaign or your marketing work or the marketing conversations that you're going to have will start working. Until that time, right, it is only going to be a sort of a positioning in quotes, air quotes exercise 
wherein, you know, you, you feel very intellectually satisfied about doing what you're doing, but frankly, it is not, the theory is not touching the customer. The moment you have a statement which communicates your value straight away to your customer in a manner that can be understood, either you can be accepted or rejected. And a lot of times, I think we don't indulge in plain speak because we are afraid that we are going to get rejected. And my feeling is that we should encourage feedback from customers. Of course, nobody likes to get rejected, but the rejection is going to allow us to sharpen our value proposition and understand what is working and what is not. So I am encouraging plain speak. I'm discouraging jargon words for the sake of jargon words and a better understanding of the word positioning and value proposition is probably required for all of us. I hope you liked this episode of Smarter with Sid. Many more to come from from where this one came from. And hey, if you like this episode, do like and subscribe to this podcast. Helps us a lot. And if you like me, I'm the traveling professor. Follow me on LinkedIn or Instagram. And if you like podcasts like these, do check out all the stuff that IBM's got for you, my friend. On that happy note, then. On that happy note.